Hey, what's up? Uh, welcome to episode six of Yo, That's Weird with me, Sonia Z, and my hilarious, wonderful guest, Andy Malafarina. What's up, Sonia? How you doing? I'm great. I'm perfect. I'm wonderful. It's Sunday. The Eagles are about to be probably 12 and one. Most likely. Hopefully we don't jinx it, but uh, it's looking good. I mean, it would be difficult, but nothing's <laughs> impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, it's the 12th month of the year. So I like that. I like synchronicities 12th month of the year, 12 and one. No, I, uh, I totally got on board with that. I, whenever I start giving a shit about sports, I get crazy. Uh, I get crazy. Um, what's the fucking word? Not paranoid. Uh, stu- uh, uh superstitious, superstitious. Jesus fucking Christ. Sorry. I've been running around all day. I get superstitious. <laughs> like, um, I wasn't like paying attention to any of the Philly shit, but then I got on board when they got on the world series, like a true bandwagoner. And then I like, <laughs> I don't know why they were down and I was like, I should go buy a hat. And then when they lost, I was like, that was me. Cause I didn't buy the right hat. I'm a piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> I I also have those sports superstitions. Like if I watch the Phillies games, they lose. Mm. I can't be at a bar. If I look at the TV, they start losing immediately. Oh yeah. Um, Eagles. If I forget to watch, sometimes they lose. Oh, okay. So if you're not actively like paying attention, the Eagles mm-hmm. will lose. I was a little worried because the only Eagle game, Eagles game I put money on, they lost. And then I just remembered I put money on this one, but they're looking pretty damn good. So I think that one's not real. <laughs> that was a, That's your one <laughs> mulligan for the year. Yeah, that's my one fucking goof up on that. Your one sports bet. Uh, <laughs> zero, zero, even out. Uh, mm-hmm. You bet a lot. Uh, yeah, a decent amount. Nothing crazy. I just, I don't know. I just like to, I like to do it. I like to see the number in the account go up. And then the second I start sports betting is like, cause I, I get like, I never grew up really being a dude who's like super into sports, but I watch people who like sports and I'm like, that looks fun. Like that, (laughs) that type of energy looks fun. So my only way of getting close to that is putting money on a game. Like I could literally put I remember one random Sunday afternoon I put like or Saturday or Sunday I put like five bucks on some college football game and then like you would have thought I was like a fan of theirs for 20 years that's how fucking into it I got <laughs> but the closest I can get to that yeah the closest I can get to that feeling is by putting a couple bucks on a game okay you get that adrenaline rush yeah that little uh high from the betting part of like if I help win then I win money too <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Just like feeling a part of that. Cause that like, I don't know. I, I think I, I think I throw too much logic into it. I just don't fully comprehend the, the sport, like sports fandom. I'm just probably, probably being a fucking nerd about it, but I like, I'm just looking for extreme emotions and there's no, there's no more extreme emotion than like a fucking dude. Who's just been wanting a super bowl or wanting a championship for 20 years. And I'm, I'm jealous of that. And I wish I had that. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I don't care if the X games ever played again. I'm not betting on that. I'm not putting my life into that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Cause I grew up, I grew up like, I don't know. I grew up like playing music and all that stuff. mm -hmm. So there was no, we're going to fucking dominate you and do all this stuff. It was really like, I just hope everyone has a great time. And I, <laughs> I think I, I think I missed out on a lot of that toxic male energy that I crave now in my thirties. Yeah. Yeah. You're pretty beta. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Super beta. without a doubt. Um, We were, we always played 
and watched football, baseball growing up. We always had every sports video game. Me and, mm-hmm. my, me and my sisters, but because of their dad, he would buy all the sports games. So then we were just, we've always been Eagles family. Not like huge, crazy, like where we've never had like season tickets. We're also poor. So that's part of the problem. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I do enjoy uh, the, when, like you say, when someone has been waiting for so long for the team to win a championship, that sense of pride and kind of like just, you know, big energy that people get from a yeah. win. I like to yeah. be, I like that energy that it gives people. I'm like the Simpsons, like go local team sports. Yeah. No, cause I used to be, I, yeah. Cause I, w- I would always look at it like, damn, if that team loses, it really like, it really like fucks up your whole week. And I would always look at that and be like, that's really sad, which conceptually it is kind of sad but also at the same time like if you put a big enough investment into it you're like the lows are low but the highs are fucking unreal yeah exactly and i think yeah and i think it all it all just like coincides with life where it's like if you put like a bigger you know if you if you take bigger risks the payoffs can be bigger but also the falls can hurt harder gambling addictions ruin lives uh call <laughs> gambler um if you're yeah no, uh, I, I like. But to don't see... forget, you're always one more win away. Just keep trying. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell yourself every night when you go to bed, this next game is the one. Yeah, you're only just because you lost. That only means you're one more away. <laughs> you're that much closer. It's yeah, the, exactly. the odds are in your favor at that point. Suddenly. <laughs> um. So, uh, you came to me with some stories uh, about mostly anxieties, it seemed like, but kind of weird ones. Your first, yeah. your first that you sent was that you have to stare your cat in the face. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that is exactly. <laughs> I think I'm like, um, I don't know what that is exactly. I know my wife. My wife would always be uh paranoid about losing the cat or some shit like that she would always make like she would always make like a comment if the cat got too close to the door so i think i like i don't know exactly what i did but i think i like manifested that so every morning before i leave i have to like find my cat and basically like look him in the eyes and i'm just like you're right there (laughs) and then sometimes if he's in the if he's in like the door frame um if he's in the door frame i'll do this like slow creep where it's like as the door's closing just like all right have a good day buddy i'm out of here i don't know what that is i it it, it reminds it's 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 a big reason too why i'm like bad at getting really high because i definitely <laughs> when i'm like really high i definitely am the guy who will check locks constantly i remember one of the times recently i was just trying to watch some like new comedy special or something that came out and I'd like watch two minutes. I'd be like, wait a minute. I'd go check the fucking, I'd go check the door. That wouldn't be locked uh, or, or check the door. If it's locked, check the fucking oven. If it's on, I don't know. I have a lot of like, you know what it is? I, cause the other one I texted you about was if um, there would just be some mornings where like, say if I open the door to go leave and I leave that door open for too long, like say I open the door to go leave. And then I'm like, oh, wait, and I fucking forgot this thing. And I go off to the other side to go check that. And I'm like, then sometimes I'll do a lap around the apartment because I'm like, I'm going to feel like a fucking dickhead if 
I'm going to feel like a fucking dickhead if I just let some murderer come in and murk my <laughs> wife while I was just like, oh, where did my where did I put my hoodie? <laughs> did you hear about the did you hear about the story where the dude went into work all day and not to bring the mood down, but the dude went into work all day and he forgot that his like two babies were in the back seat. No. Yeah. He just forgot that his kids were in the back seat and they were chilling in the back seat all day. And they like unfortunately died. And that I remember reading that and that like, I don't know, that like fucked with me. Cause that's like shit like that is my biggest fear where you're like doing something just normal or having a great time but because you like fucking miss something there's something like catastrophic like that you missed that you did and you didn't realize like i've had times where i've had (laughs) i've had times where i'm just like chilling having a great day and i'm like Oh, you're having too good of a day. You're about to get fucking chumped, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Like life is about to chump you because you're having too much of a good fucking time. And you're too, you're too oblivious to the fact that you fuck something up. That's that's definitely a thing that like sits with me. So I'll always like overcheck things sometimes to like really make sure I didn't fuck something up. Sure. So I'm going to diagnose you right now with ADHD and OCD. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I, yeah, I definitely have, I definitely had ADHD. I don't know if I told you, but one of my, um, a friend hooked me up with an Adderall during Skankfest, And they were like, if you're hung over, if you're hung over, definitely take one of these. You'll feel fucking great. And then I remember the one day super hung over. And then around 11, I took an Adderall and about 15 minutes in, I was just like, wait, I think I feel normal for the first time ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's how <laughs> I, so I turned to, I was, we were in the Airbnb with fucking Nate and um, I always forget his name, but Pete, uh, Lemaire, I love Pete to death, but I always forget his fucking last name. Oh, Eckenroth? Yeah, yeah, skinny. Yeah. He was wearing glasses, looked like, or with the mustache, looks like I fucking uh, Dahmer. And um, yeah, I was like sitting next to them and I immediately make the joke, but like half serious. I was like, oh shit, I think I'm addicted to Adderall. <laughs> and they're like, what? And I was just like, I feel normal for the first time ever. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm addicted to Adderall. <laughs> Um, yes, I feel that way when I take uh, ketamine, so. <laughs> Ketamine's not, like, super spooky, right? Uh, it can be spooky. <laughs> and it, what does ketamine do for you? Because, like, I've I've talked to people, and they're like, because ketamine sounds scary. Ketamine sounds like some weird fucking, uh, um, like, some weird drug that the Nazi doctors were giving uh, Holocaust victims. But no. it's actually apparently not that spooky. No, it was a horse tranquilizer at first. Mm. And then they figured out they could use it on some other animals like cats, I think, in surgery and like how they use um, uh, ether and stuff to kind of like put people down into like a real sedated state to be able to do surgery. Yeah. But um, it was a rave drug. It probably still is. Not like I still go to raves. But um, see, here's why I think I need it, because I just feel normal and happy. Yeah. Like I took some recently for the first time in a long time. And if you do too much, you get in a K hole. That's the spooky part, which is where you're just, I've never been in one, but I've seen people in them. Um, kind of like a bad mushroom trip. Have you ever had a bad mushroom trip? No, I've only done mushrooms once and okay. I only did like a gram or gram and a half. So it wasn't anything, excuse me. It wasn't anything crazy. Um, so yeah, but I've heard people talk about like K holes where it's like this weird thing where you're like, you kind of like just kind of like sitting in the background and watching things happen. You don't feel like you're actually in control. Yeah. Like, did you ever have surgery? 
uh only once i broke my i broke my pinky so that was the only time i think i ever had like real surgery besides like uh uh fucking wisdom teeth but okay but did they do anesthesia for either of those where you go to sleep yeah okay so you know that like one second before you nod out and you're completely gone like they give you the, the iv like whatever the anesthesia and you have that one second where you're like i'm in the hospital room and then that's it it's, yeah it's kind of that it's like you're stuck in that or like a um uh, uh, uh sleep paralysis did you ever have that no i've heard people talk about that that sounds scary i've never okay. had that that's kind of scarier than a k-hole to me but very similar um it's kind of just like your muscles are locked because your brain didn't get back to fully awake conscious yet and when you're dreaming your brain shuts all your muscles down so you don't actually jump out a window or like sleepwalk or get out of bed or fight people like hit your spouse oh sleep so sleep paralysis is like the exact opposite of blacking out yes oh okay that because i always thought like i don't know like every time i've ever heard people talk about sleep paralysis i like i believe it because it's happened i've heard it enough times like i believe it but i'm like i don't understand what the fuck's happening yeah, it's like it's like you you're almost awake, like you got something in your environment usually like triggers you awake or you're in a scary dream or something and your brain's like time to wake up. But the two like the physical and the neural link isn't like connected yet. So your body is just like, uh, and like I've had oh. it, I've had it a lot when I was younger and like you can't breathe kind of and you like feel like you're like trying to sit up it's like being on the gravitron you're like kind of like trying to sit up and you're like like, you can't like lift your arm you're like i like fight your way out of it wait and you were saying something earlier where your brain does something so like when you're in a dream you're not you're moving around a bunch your your muscles are mostly locked when you're in rem sleep so that you don't like do the actions that you're doing throughout your dreams yeah because if otherwise your brain sent the same signals to your muscles, if it sent those same signals that while you were awake, if there was no cutoff, you would do everything. You would hit people. You would hunt your wife all the time. That's that's funny because, yeah, I've had those. Um, that's so funny. I've like I think I've had the opposite of sleep sleep paralysis where like my body starts moving before I actually woke up. Okay. Like I've had I've had one <laughs> I had one time where I was like. I was like having a sex dream and then I woke up from it and I just found myself mid thrust. <laughs> so I was definitely for like a couple pumps, just <laughs> like sleeping and air thrusting. Side That's note, so fucking funny. The side note for the listeners, my pussy just fell off listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's yeah. So that's like. That's when you're, yeah, that you had like the opposite. You did kind of where your your muscles moved first. Yeah. Which is probably more normal is that your body starts to get the the sensation back. That's why sleep paralysis happens is because your brain's in there sending the body signals to wake up. Yeah. As, as your mind is slowly in the, what they call the theta state in between okay. sleep and awake. And you can reach that only by like meditation and certain drugs while you're awake. No shit. Interesting. So, um yeah so like yeah your your brain is your brain's never like off ever or you die um but like yeah it, it, it so it controls you feeling like it's off like your brain okay. is i actually just woke up this morning and saw a random uh it, like instagram clip or something that said your brain actually has to cool down by two to three degrees for you to fall asleep wait say that again your brain has to cool down by two to three degrees for you to actually sleep um. 
I believe that because I can't. I'm a bitch when it's fucking hot in the room, mm-hmm. and I I cannot fucking fall asleep in any way. Like I have a friend, um, Robbie, who takes me out uh, every so often to open for him. He he like he's he does the whole like no AC and stuff like that to like condition himself to yada yada yada. And I was like, not me, no. dude. I need it chilly. Yeah, <laughs> you're. It's for for good sleep. You're actually supposed to sleep in a cooler room. I've heard that they say like 90 or uh, 90, uh, 68 degrees. That makes sense. I've heard 68 degrees. That's a little too cold, but I usually keep it around like 70. And like, it's funny. People are funny because in the summer, you'll crank your air down to like 68 because it's so hot out. Mm-hmm. But then like if you put your heat on 68, that's kind of cold in the winter. Mm. Like you'll in a room like my sister had her heat. Like she doesn't really turn the heat on except in her bedroom. And I walked over there and it was like 68. And I'm like, oh, it's like a little cold. Mm-hmm. bodies are stupid and weird <laughs> um yeah so you um do you remember your dreams um kind of i remember um i remember the feeling from the dreams like i had a dream recently um i had a dream uh like or actually last night i had a very active dream but i don't i remember like two faces but i couldn't tell you exactly what was happening but i can tell you that whatever it was very frantic and i wasn't getting um i wasn't getting what i needed to get done done you know what i mean so i can't it's hard for me sometimes to remember specifics i get screenshots like fuck like i'm trying to remember like i remember a couple weeks ago i had a very at the time vivid dream that my brother died to the point where like I woke up and like one of the first things I did was like, just like I randomly texted my brother about a thing he liked. And I'm like, now text back. You very alive person. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> cause I was like, test. I was like, I'm pretty sure that didn't happen, but like, we just got to make sure. Um, but yeah, the hint, I always, it's funny. I'll have like dreams and then um, I'll have things happening in them. Um, that kind of hint at the fact that I'm like, wait, I don't think this is real. And then I get, and then I usually wake up. Cause I remember the part in my brother's dream where, cause my parents, um, my parents will often do like me and my, me and my family are like bad at like catching up. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll go a while without like calling each other. Mm-hmm. And then like, I'll just talk to my mom and she's like, oh yeah, I just got back from uh, going to Boston. I was like, when we, you never told me about that. Like we're, and like, we were bad at communicating shit to each other. And I remember in the dream, it was like, I remember my, my parents were like, oh yeah, David, uh, my brother, Dave, he's like, David passed away. And they're like, when? And they were like, oh, that was like two days ago. And I was like, when were you going <laughs> to tell me? And then later in the dream, I'm like, that's weird that doesn't like we're bad at communicating but they would have told me about that and then it starts and then reality starts to hit in and i'm just like they that doesn't make sense i don't think dave's a lot and then i like wake up but then i still had to like text him to be like just i gotta just double check that you're fucking still kicking out there dude yeah um dreams are illusory they're tricky i had i had a weird dream last night about a comedy show i felt like maybe you and lamare were there it was a big weird outdoor venue and i was like I kept going up like, oh, I'm up next. And then I wasn't. And then like somebody came mm-hmm. out and was like, it's two than you. And I was like, okay. And then I watched two more comics go. And I'm like, oh, I guess I got bumped. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. But it's just like when I woke up, I go, I don't have any shows. Like, was that a future show? Just a dream show? 
No, but uh, that's funny about your brother. You thinking like, okay, my family's also bad at communication. So bad. Like I haven't talked to my mom besides like she wished me happy birthday, but I had to talk to her for weeks before that. Yeah. Um, my dad's side of the family is same way. It's not like you don't love them. It's just like. No. Yeah. It's not like you don't love them. You just like me and my brother were never like big at like talking, talking. We're actually getting better at it where we'll text each other more often, but yeah, we, we, we were, um, we were very different personalities. So like we kind of clashed a lot and, you know, just being younger and immature and whatever. And now that we're just older and like the same shit doesn't get us like riled up. Like I always used to joke. I always used to joke. Like if we were, if we were just two dudes in an office, I'd be like, yo, that dude's kind of a dickhead. Like that's how I would like talk about him. <laughs> um, but now that I'm like, now that I'm like older and I don't value petty shit as much, like, I feel like there was always like, I don't know. I don't know what it was exactly, but cause like my brother was always super smart and I was always not, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like personable. So there yeah. was like, so there, I was always like, well, I'm at least I'm fucking funny. That at definitely least. probably is, a, <laughs> that definitely is probably like a reason why I lean towards comedy and shit. <laughs> but, um, so there was always. I don't know. It was always like some petty shit where I was just like, you're not actually that fucking smart. I'm fucking smarter than you. And it's like, you get older and I don't know. I've like put petty shit aside and then we're able to like converse about other shit better. (laughs) That was that. If that, if it comes down to saying conversing better, that was not a perfect sentence at the end. (laughs) Yeah. I also, I don't even know if that was like a whole thought that I just had. It was was pretty bad. That's okay. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I'm just fucking with you. Um, sibling rivalry. <laughs> sibling rivalry is the term. Yeah. I think. Um, my sisters and I have never had that. Um, because we're I only have half sisters and brother. I don't have okay. any. Well, so I feel are you are you full sibling with your brother? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's probably more evident, especially among boys, I feel like, but also just like real siblings. Cause I'm just grateful to have any sisters and brothers. So like um, but it's funny because you were talking about the thing in the office and like if you work together, my sister and I would probably not get along if we were just strangers somewhere. Yeah. She always very like just like keeps to herself where I'm always like, hey, what's up? What's going on over here with everyone? Um, but also with dying in mind, she just told me a story yesterday. She carried um, we're so bad at communication. We lay in opposite rooms from each other and text. We don't get up and like walk over and talk to each other will like lay in each of our respective bedrooms and text so is like, that but like what kind of texting do you do because like sometimes like i'll be in my i'll be in my bedroom here playing video games and my wife will be watching housewives yeah and then you do the like random doom scrolling and then like my wife will send me a video or a link or whatever do you guys have full-blown conversations we have full-blown conversations like there will be a link sometimes or like a random thing we see or some random oh guess what this family member did or whatever but then like We'll literally, well, we have a sister group chat and our other sister who lives in a different house will all just be probably in our own bedrooms, just like chatting each other about, but, but me and my sister that have lived together for years, we don't get up and like go over to talk to each other. Neither of us really, unless it's an emergency and I don't have my phone in my hand, but, um, so it's so bad that the other day she, she was like, did you hear me come in the house last night? And I was like, yeah, I think I did. I thought I heard you like run up the steps. Cause I heard like like someone panting running up the steps mm-hmm. and i'm like oh maybe she just came in from the gym or i don't know whatever she goes yeah i carried a treadmill up the steps like a little walking pad that i bought myself 
to use. Like they have these little mini treadmills now. That's like they're just like a little like yeah, like under know. the desk, right? Yeah, under the desk. Yeah. So yeah. My like, wife, my wife uses that shit. Okay. Yeah, because she's starting to re- work remote here, like next tomorrow. So she was like, "All right, I'm gonna oh, get okay. one of these." And uh, she's like, yeah, I thought I was going to die because I got it all the way to the top step and it fell backwards on her. And she was just laying outside of my door, literally 15 feet away with treadmill laying on her, like just breathing heavy. And I'm like, why didn't you yell my name? (laughs) That's how bad we are at communication. And she was like, this is it. I'm going to fall down the steps and this thing's going to fall on top of me. She's like, I I just lay in there. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I've done that too. Where you're like, you're like, I'll I'll risk death. I don't want to be a bother. I don't want to bother anybody. That's that's what it is. Because and I was like laying here with like a headache and stuff. I was like, I don't know how much help I would have been, but you should have just been like, Sir, are you in there? Like you could which... de- well, even with a headache, you definitely could have pushed it or something. Exactly. I would have tried to at least like help her. I don't yeah. know. I would have just got out of my bed and been like, oh, my God. OK, hold on. Like, let me try yeah. something. But so to just imagine she's just laying there with the thing on top of her. We're so bad at communicating. We're just like, well, I might just die right now. That's OK. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think with me and my brother, it's like I think there's this is what I learned. The older I've gotten is um, I've, I've worked more on trying to understand people better like get less out of like your own shit and sort of understand where people are coming from. Because another big part is like my bro, like me and my brother personality wise, politically, we're just, we're very different. Like I'm a little more, I'm a little more outgoing. He's not so much like we're just very, uh, very different personality wise. So it was a lot less. It's just like not a lot of shit to talk about. You know what I mean? We don't, we don't have a lot of the same bands we like. We don't like like watch a lot of the same shows. Although I will say this, it's funny. My family doesn't really get deep like emotionally, conversationally, but we can talk about like, oh, did you see the new whatever the fuck? Or did you see this TV show? Or did you see that movie? Like that's like where we bond. It's weird about like new movies and TV shows. Like when we got together on Thanksgiving. It was just kind of casual conversation. Then my brother uh, was like, we should all watch the new Weird Al movie. And like, it was the best bonding experience ever. We watched the new Weird Al movie with Daniel Radcliffe, where it's like a fake biopic. Fantastic film. I wanted to watch that because we're actually all Weird Al fans. I just haven't sat down to watch it yet. Uh Yeah. Weird Al is one of the, I think I've seen him like three times, like as a kid. He was like one of my dudes. (laughs) I saw him in AC when I was like 21, actually. Yeah. And I hadn't remembered, like, and I had only seen him on TV and stuff before. I'd never seen him live. So that was. Yeah, I don't, I know a lot of, like, a lot of people my age try to, try to run it back and be like, no, Weird Al's still, like, fucking good. And you're like, I'm like, eh, eh. But if it was, like, a concert, I would go to that in a heartbeat. It was. I would go to a fucking Weird Al concert in a heartbeat. Yeah, It, it was, it was really entertaining. Like, I didn't know what to expect seeing just from like weird videos when you're growing up but he, it, he did all the costumes and everything right yeah mm-hmm. yeah went yeah every time i went he did all the costumes and it's like crazy <laughs> the huge huge like stage production and uh, yeah weird how's the man he, he is honestly um <laughs> he's not afraid to be weird just like us here yeah exactly um, so uh you had uh, another weird thing. What were you, what was your cotton ball thing? I don't like cotton balls. Okay, just like what started it? 
I don't know. You don't know. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I I am like, I can be like big on textures. I like. I remember. Um, like if if it like um like my wife will sometimes put um she calls it like a summer blanket where it kind of leans more to being like a quilt or something. Okay. And it like if that touches like my bare skin, it like really bothers me. I don't like that. I've gone to places where. If they have like, if they have like, I'm getting uneasy talking about it. Actually, if they have like, if they have a um, like their silverware is wrapped in like shitty napkins, and it doesn't feel great to me, like that bothers me. But just like flat out like cotton balls, like if I have to take and I don't know what the fuck it is, and um, if I have to take like if I get a bottle of Advil or Tylenol, yeah, and I, I have to. T- I have to take like a cotton ball out of that. I, I like I tense up and then I take it and I like fucking throw it. And no, it was I was texting you, I was emailing you about it. I mean, and it was like I don't know what the fuck it is, and people don't believe me to the point where I remember one time. Um, I remember my one time my wife was fucking with me because she didn't believe me. Like, cause that sounds crazy. I understand that that sounds <laughs> ridiculous. Like you're afraid. And I'm like, I don't know if it's like, I'm afraid of cotton balls, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to test my luck. I'll say that. Uh, <laughs> but um, no, like she, fu- she was like, that's not real. So she started like waving it in my face and just at a reflex. I was like, I have to protect myself. And I like grabbed her <laughs> wrist. It got real domestic violence. And I immediately was like, oh, my bad. Just, you gotta get that out of my fucking face. Like I don't, <laughs> And I don't, I have no fucking clue what that is. I have no fucking clue. When she files for divorce, I do have this tape. Just remember. Um, yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, because I know exactly what you mean, what those things in the top of Tylenol jars are. It's like a long piece of cotton ball. It's yeah. Like a, like a length of it. Um, so you don't, you don't have a pinpointed, like weird traumatic memory of someone doing something like putting a cotton ball in your mouth or like touching you with one or like a doctor visit where they had to use a cotton ball on you. I don't know. I am. I, I do get like obsessed with, um, I do get obsessed with like textures and stuff. Cause I remember when I was a little kid, my mom always had like long curly hair. And when I was a kid, she would hold me and I would constantly like grab and play with her hair. And then now if you'll notice it whenever my hair's long i will like involuntarily like just start twisting it and stuff because that's like i don't i i don't 100 percent know why i do because i remember for a while my uh my wife would notice i do that and she's like are you nervous and i'm like i may I, no it's just uh, like i just <laughs> do it you know what i mean like it's not I, I i play with my hair a shit ton i'll you'll see i actually had someone uh call me out on Twitter where they're like, yo, you got to stop fucking around with your beard on your podcast or whatever the fuck. And I was like, I don't even realize I'm fucking doing it as you just did it. Yeah. As well. I was, <laughs> I was acting it out. I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, cause like when my hair gets long, um, it looks, you know, I got, I got, it's I got, good, I got a good head of hair. I definitely, I get a lot of attention from middle-aged women. It's uh, they like it a lot. And um, I get I get thick, luscious hair, so it fe- it's very smooth and it feels nice. And I just fucking I twist that shit in my hand, and I I I'll, I'll like fucking just run my fingers along it because it's like nice and smooth. And then I don't know, maybe maybe it calms me down or something. I don't one hundred percent know what's going on with that, but I I do have this weird thing with like bad textures that they give me like 
Like, like I'm like, like if I was holding a cotton ball and you made me like rub it in my fingers, like I would get a full body chill. Like it doesn't, sure. I, I don't like it at all. Well, um, there is a behavior called stimming. Are you familiar with this term? I've heard that, but I've heard a lot. I've heard a lot of like the, the neurodivergent. That's like sure. the new phrase, right? Neurodivergent. Yes. There's a Venn diagram of people that are in this circle, including myself, where it's ADHD. OCD and autism and in the middle there's overlapping traits so okay neurodivergent is better than me because I, I usually joke around and I would have said you playing with your own hair or your mother's hair that's your autism because playing with your hair is one of the big stims and it is when you have some sort of an anxiety it kind of gives you like a soft kind of like a way and you don't realize you're doing it and I'm learning about these things myself because they don't diagnose ladies with any of these disorders most of the time, unless you go seek out a psychiatrist. And even then, they're not going to tell me, a grown lady, most of the time, I'm autistic. They're like, it's just yeah. little boys. So there's <laughs> that is a weird one. That is a weird one to hit an adult with. Yeah. We're like, how did I get this far then? If it's hereditary, and we we do a thing called masking, which is learning how to behave in public like a quote-unquote normal, neurotypical person. And women are good at it because we're taught to just be polite, quiet, and sit down. See, I, I totally, I kind of like get that too, because I have these, I have these moments, especially when I get like anxious and I'll have these moments where I'll like, I, I would, I'd be like, yo, shit's crazy. And I want to spaz, but I have these other moments where I go, everyone's going to think you're fucking insane. Like I tell people like I've, I, I've, the, the big thing I've been working on recently is I get, I get, um, I can get very mad very quickly. And everyone I tell that to, they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, cause I know how fucking crazy I'm going to look. If I get the, if I get the level of mad, I think is like justified or like I, I am, yeah, I'm justified to get in this moment. Mm -hmm. I'm self-aware enough to know everyone else is going to think I'm fucking insane. Mm -hmm. So I like, I take a step back and I go, so I, I internalize it a shitload, like getting that angry. And then I, I also then I'm very aware of like, Okay, how should we be so people don't think you're um fucking crazy right now? I also have a propensity to anger. Yeah. And um angry outbursts. I think I have oppositional defiant disorder because one of our family members has that too. I don't know. What's that? Uh, just being a contrarian? It kind of, but like not just for the purpose of being contrarian. It's like your brain has this overly heavy sense of justice for your own self when you feel like you're being like infringed upon wait is that a thing because that that's my whole thing yeah you're on the spectrum with us you're Holy here shit Welcome. no because if, if i feel <laughs> if i feel wronged mm -hmm. in a situation i feel very emboldened to act how i feel I feel very justified in acting the way I think I should act to like solve the problem or mm -hmm. let someone know that they're wrong no yeah. shit that's mm -hmm. a thing yeah, you and I don't hang enough, hang out enough. Uh, you would know, you would probably realize by now that I am just like that, where I'm, people think I'm me or a bitch because yeah. I will say straight up how I feel. I'll be like, I don't like that you did that or that person's yeah. a piece of shit because they did X, Y, Z to me. That's not a nice behavior. Like it's all in the, like I'll be, unfortunately, I'll be like mean explaining how someone wasn't nice to me. Yeah, I get really, I can get really mean in the same way. Mm -hmm. Upsetting, upsetting. Yeah. 
Yeah, I um, I've struggled with I, what I just always thought was like because I'm Italian and Puerto Rican. And like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm just an angry piece of shit. But like, it's really the your brain. We're like, because I everyone always tells me like, oh my god, you're so nice. Like you're such a good, you know. Like I have friends and people like in comedy love me. And then I'll be like, I'm not nice. I'm mean. I will straight up tell someone right to their face like I hate you if I really do. If they if I if they like wrong someone I like. Yeah, if I yeah, I'm not like I try to be good about or I'm not like super mean to people's faces, although in the context of comedy, I can I can get at. No, that's not completely true. I'm I'm completely lying. I will get really <laughs> I will get really mean to people's faces, but also I will like privately if I'm like privately if I'm venting about something, I will say insane shit. Yeah. <laughs> about about people too. Yeah. Or and like- then it's like, but then the second I, it's funny too, because the reason I like to try, I'm trying to get better about controlling my anger is because if I will say the insane shit, but then when I say it and I calm down, I'm like, ah, man, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mean all that. I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. Like then I become <laughs> a fucking sweetheart. But like when I get, when I get mad, it's, uh, it's, uh, to quote Kanye, it's DEFCON 3, but you know, not on the chosen people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Look, that's a good good spot to take a break. We can uh, pick up with Kanye in a minute. We're going to end here and I will we will see you all back after the break here. OK, we are back from the break. We had a spirited discussion about the Jews. <laughs> um, yeah, Sonia, Sonia really turned me around. A OK by me, boys. Uh- yeah. <laughs> Get that uh, swastika tattoo removed and you'll be good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I real I realized I goofed up. <laughs> uh, we're just kidding, folks. We love everyone here. Um, <laughs> I don't know, Kanye. Unfortunately for Kanye and many other people, they don't give mental health assessments to you before you become a celebrity. No. And genius is one click away from insanity at all times. Yeah. So. Yeah. He, nobody's telling this man, hey, you need to go get whatever salt, whatever kind of drug class that they give to people. Like I have a schizophrenic aunt and uh, took 25 years for her to get the right kind of medicine. And she's just a regular lady. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, well, yeah, Kanye's an interesting situation because he's like the most paid. Well, not the most paid attention to per se, because like. When he, Kanye, he, when Kanye doesn't, what were you saying? He makes himself paid attention to. Yeah, that's what I was kind of gonna get at, because it's like when he doesn't want to have people pay attention, he's it's really easy for him to just drift off into the background and like fuck off and all this stuff. But when he wants to be paid attention to, he can make himself the most paid attention to guy in the world. And then on top of that, he's arguably one of the most you know, one of the most narcissistic guys, like he definitely, he quite, he may quite literally think the world revolves around him. (laughs) So that's what I was saying is like, I think he had, I think, I think what happened is he had some people in his life who happened to be Jewish, who screwed him over. And now he's like, it must be all of them (laughs) conspiring. You're like, I don't, I don't think it is dude. One poor guy that just works at the bank that he doesn't even know. And he rolled in one day and tried to be like, let me withdraw $10 billion right now. Or <laughs> yeah, but it's, yeah, it, that's definitely, um, 
That's definitely a scary thing you notice with some of these celebrities where they get uh they get too famous before they're probably ready to handle it per se. I mean, Kanye's been Kanye's been maneuvering it pretty pretty good for a while actually cuz he's his whole career seems like it's been um like testing how much people still want to fuck with him and i just i think this time he's probably gone a little too far in uh seeing if people will still want to fuck with him because um yeah i was like it's weird i'm not like a kanye fan per se but i kind of like i like the spectacle of kanye and then i remember recently like last week he like i was still holding out like maybe he's just doing some performance art or something like that and then like he was talking he, he was talking to like Gavin McGinnis of all people. And Gavin's like, even Gavin McGinnis is saying, like, um, like, you know, when I meet a black person, he's like, it's kind of like a sleep clean slate. And he's like, he's talking about statistics and all this stuff, but he's like, but then when you meet that person, it's kind of a clean slate and you judge them off themselves and yada yada yada. And then like any he, then he references that to Kanye with Jewish people, and Kanye's just like, Yeah, not me. <laughs> No, <laughs> it's like, all right, dude, well, you kind of made it clear as fucking day how you feel. So I got I'm kind of I'm kind of over giving a shit about Kanye after that. I'm like, dude, kind of went. Yeah, he went a little bit crazy. I mean, it's it's like it's almost like you said, though, it's natural because like college dropout was a great album when it came out. And his first few albums first like three ish are really good. He's he was talented making these beats that like were different. He had all this help. But like. He also was like doing nothing before that. So when you go from nothing, he raps mm-hmm. about having nothing mm-hmm. to being one of the biggest stars in the world. Or like, look at Britney Spears. She looks insane. Like when you look at like, do you ever see any like clips of her? They're on my algorithm. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, they pop up. And yeah. it's, just, yeah, it's this weird, it's this weird thing where like, like high school me would be like, wait, Britney Spears is showing her tits. Yeah. But then, but then you realize the context and you're like, that's not and fun. You look- like it's not it it's less fun to see the tits that way when yeah, exactly. you know the context. <laughs> but it's just like even just her face is like very not there. It's like she's just like on lorazepam or whatever the fuck. Like you know what I mean? That's a really good that's a really good point because um not even trying to be like funny, like she's she's looking toy. <laughs> she's looking see, good. Her body, her body is like amazing for her age. Yeah, she's looking great, but then that's a great point. Like when you look at her face, you're like It's like, empty. It's her like... eye also too like her eye shadow and shit will look yeah. a little fucked up. Like yeah, there's like an empty vibe in her face too. Yeah, like where she's just so medicated that like yeah. to, to even be sort of and not have what she did, which is like shave her head and like hit taxi drivers with umbrellas and like whatever like go you know like fighting people like didn't want to be like controlled yeah she's but, got but she's got um she's she's got a better excuse for being crazy i watched like i was i was on a britney kick with uh, the documentaries they def- her dad definitely like fucked her up <laughs> i'm sure but like i got into a fight with a chick once uh at a raven one time actually when that story was out about her conservatorship whatever conservation ship whatever the word Conser- is where... conservative conservatorship i think it's whatever the hell the yeah, word yeah. however you say that <laughs> if i can't say it it's a hard one to say <laughs> um it's it, almost like but if she's been mentally ill the whole time and uh, unfortunately for mentally ill people the doctors will just go well you're bipolar give you bipolar treatment and then maybe you're not 
Maybe you're mm. schizophrenic. That is what happened to my aunt for 20 years straight. We watched this lady have multiple breakdowns, multiple, multiple crazy things happening that where if it was, she was a celebrity, it would be all over the news. Yeah. The, but like, be, so then they have to deal with that of their craziness getting blown up in their face after they have a momentary lapse where I've had momentary lapses and snapped at people and fucking been like, whatever we were talking about earlier with anger outbursts where we're all mentally ill. Or would mm-hmm. you, you know, I'm not making fun of anybody by that. It's me too. I'm in there. And like, so well, no, that's started... actually, but that's been what's bothering me lately is the fact that like, like, it's like, we're all a little, we're all a little fucked up. I get really annoyed with the people who are like, I'm fine. And you're Neuroty- like, you're not... neuro- yeah. Neurotypical that pretend, but even then they have mental illness, usually of some sort of anxiety or whatever yeah. that they're denying because brain disorders I'm convinced are probably like your body. It's like, you have probably have like any given number at any time but it's finding a professional doctor or psychiatrist or whatever and then going to them and getting diagnosed with all these and then what you got to figure out how to still manage your life every day knowing you have all this stuff yeah uh, but like i think they pinpoint people as being one thing and then that's it they never test or look at any other aspects of this person's personality and only the people that see them in their close lives with which celebrities it's very few it's their handlers it's yeah. the, the, their parents their family and like she just might be unfixable crazy. Like, you know, my aunt's kind of like that. She's almost nonverbal now because she's. Oh, just, really? Yeah, because they have to give her such a high. They, she gets some weird shot once a month for schizophrenia and which they finally diagnosed her after years. I was like, this lady's schizophrenic. She's saying she sees aliens in the backyard and stuff like mm-hmm. at times. So it's like they finally. So she just walks around and kind of doesn't say much of anything. Oh, okay. Like basic communication, but even then, it's like there's nothing behind the eyes. There's nothing behind. I've looked that right in the face. So people that see Britney, she might need conservatorship. And yeah, her dad probably fucked her, but have some bank person, a third, a power of attorney. Like you know what I mean? I don't think she's because where's her kids at? Well, I think I think there's a good. I think there's a good argument with the fact that she did need it. Like like when she was going when she was going crazy back in the day. I think she did need it for a minute, for a couple months, maybe a year. Yeah. But then, but then, like, I think her dad, her dad seems like a pretty scummy dude who was trying to like control her money and do all this shit. Cause there was, there, it would be this thing where she's like, she's not well enough to control her own life, but also she can do a nightly show in Vegas. And you're like, that's not balancing out. Um, but I think. I think at this point, she's definitely, I don't know if she needs a full-blown conservatorship, but she definitely got, um, she's definitely a little more fucked than she would have been, I think. Yeah, it's like, I have two points about that. I'm in a fugue state when I'm on stage. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. That's just like whatever <laughs> comes out of my head. And hers is all, singers is all pre-written and pre-choreographed. So you just get up there like Elvis on a, on fucking Quaaludes and just do your moves uh, mindlessly almost. So this show aspect of it, I kind of, as a performer that also has mental illness, I take that part and I go, okay, I could still get up and do an act when I'm depressed. You know what I mean? I can still turn yeah. it on and get up and do it. I, I have my joke. I You've probably never heard it about how my dad passed and I had to do a show the next day. And I talked about oh, okay. being, being able to mentally kind of get up on stage the next day. I didn't cancel. I didn't cancel. So, you know what I mean? If that's crazy, then whatever. But I'm able to still just do my performance because I love that. But All so right, that, no, that's that's, that's one fair. Side. That's one that's side. F- but also my yeah. other side is where's her kids been at this whole time? Any mother that doesn't have their kids is sus. She doesn't have her kids right now. She's ne- they're never in the video. It's her naked. Do you ever see the kids? I think that I think Kevin Fairline has them for to be honest. Mm. 
You know what that's I mean? A good I haven't been I haven't been keeping up with Britney, but that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. she doesn't have her kids right now. So because the media being a media journalism person, you can make a documentary look like, oh, her dad's the worst person alive all you want. In yeah. the way you portrait, but like, where is the kids? Because as a woman, that's where I go with, and that's what I got in this argument with this with this chick at uh, uh you never see her just posting happy pictures at fucking Disney World or something. They closed down Disney World for a day and let her go home with her kids if she wanted to go. It's just very like that narcissism thing, like Kanye, where women are guilty of it too. It's not just yeah. men that can have the narcissistic tendencies where you're so self absorbed at that point because your whole life you've been since she was my we've there's we're the same age but and she's like only a day or so off of my birthday I think so being that living watching her grow up when I was a teenager she was a teenager and then having she got famous at whatever eighteen or sixteen right out of high school she got whatever the hits. So I yeah. go, oh, like it didn't ring to me then, like, oh, this girl's my age. It was just like, oh, okay, she's got fun songs, whatever. And like good videos where she looks like fucking hot as shit. And then now all these years later, she's just been alone mostly with you don't have a lot of friends when you're a celebrity. I feel like sometimes when you're no, well, I was gonna say that. I think that's a big part of uh I think that's a big part of uh Kanye's problem. Um, is he's definitely he's probably had one of the highest concentration of uh yes men there ever was like even even dudes who they're not even necessarily being yes men but like think about all the rappers that collaborate with them like sure. if you're say you're a newer rapper or a younger rapper and you're collaborating with kanye and he's just doing all of his crazy shit you're like yeah but i'm gonna do a song with kanye i'll just let him be fucking insane yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. i'll like i'll let him so i i guarantee you <laughs> kanye has definitely had the highest concentration of yes men there probably ever was yeah, when you get to that level of superstardom, because there's yes men around that do that to other open micers, and you know that for a fact. <laughs> Where oh, there's like a senior I, open micer and then the people underneath of them. Oh no, I've yeah, I've seen it. You, I've seen people shift shift their uh, energy because someone runs a shitty show. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're like, you you definitely see it. Uh, you definitely see it with that kind of shit. Like something that you're like, that's not even like a good thing to obtain, <laughs> and like. <laughs> They're still like, no, I just want to, I just want to have the status that I perceive that comes with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's got it. That's the, that's honestly the one, um, that's honestly the one fascinating thing with celebrities where it's just like, it's gotta be weird. Um, it's gotta be like kind of lonely to yeah. a degree. Cause you're like, like, think about like, maybe not so much now. Cause he's not um he's not in the limelight like he used to be because i actually he was having justin bieber he had something up with it like half his face wasn't working so he's just been kind of oh. like yeah he's been kind of in the background for like the past year or whatever but like at the height of justin bieber it's like when he's going through a problem who's he gonna talk to you know what i mean like your security guard <laughs> yeah most people he talks to you're like yeah justin it probably sucks having all that money and blah blah but it's like you still even if you're rich, you know, banging all the hottest chicks, you're still sad during the day at times. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's actually got to feel fucking lonely as shit because you're like, who the fuck do I talk to about? And who's going to relate to me? He's like, relate. you look at it and you go, yeah, there's probably other, there's probably like fucking, he could probably talk to the One Direction guys when they were big <laughs> or fucking whoever, whoever the current K-pop guy is, but then there's a language barrier. So they'll have to have an interpreter. <laughs> But you know what I mean? There's like eight, uh, there's probably like six other people Justin Bieber can talk to when he's sad. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? 
I, I, I understand as a human person, like having reach it be like, who do you pick up the phone and text when you're genuinely going through it that doesn't have like their own problems that they're dealing with and like where you feel like you're not burdening them. And then you can also relate and be open and honest. So like, yeah, we all struggle with that. But then once you're that far out, you can't you can't just tweet it. You can't just like, and then that's what happens when people like Kanye decide, well, I'm going to tweet my feelings. And it happens to be that the Jews are the problem, not your divorce, yeah. not facing your divorce from your wife, maybe like go get some professional help. But it's probably <laughs> that's the underlying he doesn't see his kids because then well, it's like, well, daddy's crazy. <laughs> that's a he, well, that's a big part of it, too, that people also, uh, I think, are not seeing because the stuff he's saying about the Jews is just so like in the forefront and just the more yeah. outrageous shit. But like, I remember watching some of his interviews to kind of like, cause Kanye is like impressively incoherent in his interviews. <laughs> Actually, I will say this, go to, go listen to his Lex yeah. Friedman. He's like incoherent as shit for the first 20 minutes, but then they start talking about the Jews and Kanye is locked in. <laughs> like he, he, he can focus more than he's ever focused in his fucking life. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Um, But no, he, but like you, so you get these like snippets of what he's talking about. And he always, no matter what's happening, he always brings back to, he's like my family and my wife. And and you're like, Oh, this guy's also just a sad dude who like his wife leaving him shook him to his core and all this other shit. And it is that thing where it's like, he just needs, I think he needs to kind of like go through his shit privately. Not every time. Cause he's, it feels like he's using these interviews as therapy sessions. And it's like, you might need to just like, dude, just chill out, just go, go in the background and figure it out and then come back, you know, when you got it all sorted out. Yeah. He's a, he's a recent divorcee. Like, you know what I mean? He should just yeah, be out. True. He, if anything, he should just be out at clubs, popping bottles, sexually assaulting women. I mean, I didn't say that, <laughs> uh, uh, potentially, <laughs> potentially, no. allegedly. No, you know what I mean. Like, I don't, or go hang with your boys, but then you go like, who's his boys? They probably have in insane famous people lives. Was he gonna hit up Jay Z? Fucking well, also to too. I don't know. Like <laughs> well, also too. From what I've noticed, with all the like, with all the like most famous people, a lot of them, a lot of the more grounded ones, seem to keep dudes around them from like back in the day, and they keep those dudes who aren't like they're not there. They're not there to like get a fucking check. They're there to keep their fucking head on straight and shit like that. And at this point, like, I don't know if Kanye had that, but at this point when Kanye's bobbing around with fucking Nick Fuentes, how many of his boys from back in the day really want to be there? I so he's, he's gotta, he's got, he's gotta have like no one at this point. Yeah. Unless it's literally all just publicity stunts. We don't Here, know that but here's my, at the yeah. end of the day. You know what I mean? And behind closed doors, everybody's still like, hey, go, hey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you mean everyone's like, chill? Like everything we see, like everything we see could be an illusion. That's where I always go somewhere. Like he's definitely like, I'm not sympathizing with him. Like you shouldn't hate the Jews, none of that. But like he's either crazy, bone to the wall, fucking crazy and needs professional help, which I sympathize with. Okay. No matter what you say, if you needed yeah. help at the time, I can forgive it to a degree. Uh, and then yeah. like, if other way, otherwise is it's all like how there's fake celebrity marriages and the weird things that we don't understand because we are not celebrities. Yeah. But my, my <laughs> whole thing with that, I hear what you're saying and I've definitely thought that, but then I go, but then what's the upside of anything he's doing? Whatever he does next, <laughs> whatever he does next, people will pay attention to and go listen. Even if the, even if he puts out a song, they're going to go 
that motherfucker and just listen for spite and clicks. And that's all it is at the end of the day. I get real conspiracy here. I don't know if you know that about me, but it's almost, I, I'm very, very. I didn't um, know that, but now, uh, now I like you substantially more. Right. Cause I like to, <laughs> I, here's my thing is I like to make my own up. Let's see if oh, okay. You like to do original conspiracies. Cause uh, yeah, I like pay attention to things like that, where I believe it could be real because of things I've seen in real life versus, and you know, we have famous friends, but mid-level famous friends. Yeah. You know? Um, it's gets to where you know there are people that like you like you said the people that stuck with them since the beginning because just because you're to keep their head on straight and you're their real friend mm -hmm. you didn't meet them after they had some level of success yeah those people that you've known they they stay where they are um, and they don't you know force you to do things you don't like and if you disagreed with them they would genuinely take your opinion unless they're a narcissist malignant narcissist because those people don't listen to anyone's opinion but their own. When no one can get a word and edgewise through to someone, that's a malignant narcissist. Hmm. No other definition, because there's all different narcissisms and narcissistic personality disorder and general narcissism. It's like all these different variations, but the people that cannot take anyone else's, hey, I think this might be a good idea if you did this, and you, they say it gently to them, and they're like, fuck you, no. Yeah. That's not a good, that's when you, yeah, that's like almost the incurable kind. Not, mm. not to bring down the mood, we're gonna bring up uh, your personal traumas again. I had an, an article <laughs> here for you. I had an article the here mood? for you. Yeah, let me make sure I have the the article's uh, pulled up. About... No, I hear I hear what you're saying. That definitely is a interesting theory because Kanye, you could you wouldn't I wouldn't put past Kanye to be like I can bounce back from this. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's exactly that's like my my main point is he's such a narcissist okay did you know that there was a fad diet andy <laughs> that girls were eating cotton balls did oh you know God. that okay no. is your Why stomach would you do that is your stomach in knots yet not <laughs> knots but okay. i did get i uh my body has the creepy crawlies okay uh. <laughs> so it was it surfaced online in 2013 okay what was the logic um that like if it's there like it's feels full without eating food but can so, you digest cotton balls? No, unfortunately, they're extremely <laughs> dangerous. Dude, this reminds me of um do you do you remember when they were like college kids are fucking boofing vodka? Oh, and yeah. like, oh, it's, wait a minute, they're they're in, uh, uh getting alcohol poisoning real easy. In 30 like, yeah, seconds. Dude, yeah, it's you, like, didn't, <laughs> you didn't take any time to think about that? It, it, no, they didn't. It takes like two minutes to die from like one of those alcohol soaked tampons up your ass or whatever. Uh, no. Yeah. So uh, so it was like besides like girls with anorexia that didn't want to eat, but didn't, you know, want to like look and feel full, I guess they would um, soak the, the things in juice. Uh, uh, the, the cotton balls to like, I don't know, I guess, get some nutrients was okay. the logic behind that. Um, oh, my volumes, though. Wait, so she was really like. She put it in her in... soda. She's eating it. She's eating it? Yeah, that's some shit only, like, the really dumb or uh, children. That That's, the, like, the Tide Pods. Tide Pods. And he, like, the Tide Pod Challenge. Like, you only really saw, like, young people do that because they don't. I've noticed this because I, I work with some younger people, and they, they, they don't have this, like, perception of the future at all. They don't have sure. this, like. They don't have this real like long-term perception of like like bad results the same way that older people do. I think it's just because they haven't racked up as many fuck-ups. Oh yeah. Yeah, but that dude, that's crazy. Eating cotton balls. 
Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've always been like, I, I more mature mentally a little bit than all my friend groups. I've always been the oldest friend, first of all. So like that age for me, I don't know. That was never a thing of where like, well, I, I mean, I don't have an eating disorder that one i have the one where i can't stop eating sometimes so it's like i feel you that's the opposite but um no like eating disorders are terrible and horrible but for like someone to go yeah let's soak cotton balls in orange juice and swallow them so like instead of eating i think i think that correlates heavily too with like there is an upset like the 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 more i'm getting um Sorry, I'm having a lot of thoughts at once. Like, there's an obsession with, there's an obsession with, like, that one fucking thing. I'm going to do that one thing, and then everything's better. And the other thought I was correlating this to is, like, the more I've been hitting the gym and, like, actively trying to eat better and stuff, you start to realize, you're like, no, it's not like a boom this thing, and then bam, everything's way better. It's, it's, it's like a process to actively, like, just do as all the, like, all the things you do better. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It's actually one of the most like adult things I've ever heard one of you male comedians say <laughs> <laughs> in recent years. It's, Hell yeah. It's all, yeah, it's, you can't just like, or it's like the idea where people go, okay, I want to, I want to lose weight. I'm going to work out. They work out one day and then they overeat that day. Cause they're like, well, I worked out. And then they just yeah. slowly taper off and never work out again. Yeah. Or, you know, it's like an ongoing process. Well, that's, that's what I've been realizing about like, like, um, like losing weight and doing and like getting stronger and shit like that, where I'm like, Oh, you have to like shift. You have to like become a different person mentally to like do that stuff because you, cause then, cause, cause yeah. Like, like with all the, with all the drinking and eating shitty and stuff, you're like, okay, I'm still going to do this, but I'm going to figure out a way to like fix this. And then you realize you're like, Oh no, it's not about like figuring out what the like perfect formula is that you're like, Oh no, I just have to move on from this bullshit. So then you start realizing it's more of a mental thing and you're like I need to now like get more mental satisfaction from doing good things versus bad things. Yeah. Yeah, um yeah, you clean up your whole life, like how you clean your whole room or yeah. something. Um uh, I forget what I was saying completely. You said clean your room and then oh, oh, like as a whole, like okay, so as having like ADHD and there's like a term called um ADHD paralysis, which is where you can't do anything at yeah. all. Yeah. Okay. I, I I was reading about that. Yeah. It's you you it is also um what the fuck was, it was something too about like having an obsession with being productive where you get to a point where you're actually less can't productive. Do anything. Can't yeah. do anything. That's kind of what it boils down to at the end of the day. Yeah, you're less you focus so much on thinking about it. And like, oh, I got to do this and then I got to do that. And then yeah. I, so that's my brain most of the time. But like also with tasks, I I was trying to think of like a funny way to say how to distract or how to get an ADHD person to clean their room is just like give them some weed and 13 different tasks. Uh, it's like not a joke. It's like kind of like how I'll be like, OK, I'm going to go fold towels. I start folding towels and then I'm like, oh, wait, but I see like a hairbrush out of place on the other side of the room. It's just really easy. I could do that for one second, put it on the little table where it goes. Yeah. So I stop doing that. And then when I'm over there, I'm like, oh, this little thing's dusty where I light incense. Like now I got to sweep that off. And then like yeah. when I'm sweeping that off, oh, you know what? I got to take this little trash out real quick. And then, okay. Oh, wait, I never did the towels seven <sighs> hours later. Like it's like I'll well, do 58 other things. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right because I was saying earlier, like I'm bad at getting high, but also I've become a big fan of getting a little bit high, like just a <laughs> dusting of hot because like that happens where you, I feel like I feel like I can focus more. 
you can focus more where you're like it kind of like slows you down and mm-hmm. it, it 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 helps you overthink less and that thing where you're like oh i gotta do this too and you're like i'll get that later <laughs> and then like I, it helps me focus on my tasks more yeah i'm a big proponent of getting a little bit high yeah a little bit a nice dusting is that how you said it a sprinkling yeah yeah a nice dusting a little smattering of high (laughs) yeah because i don't like that's why i always like drinking more than smoking or or do say doing like mushrooms or acid or anything like that not that i've ever done acid but just hearing people talk about it i don't like like i don't like being locked into one thing for 12 hours sure (laughs) that sounds awful no you know what i mean that's why i like i took uh that was actually that was a big thing realizing that's made uh getting high easier for me because being like i remember for, like back in the day i'd get too high and then i'd be like well this is forever like that's how i would feel <laughs> in the moment and i would just spaz the fuck out <laughs> like i remember i accidentally um i uh i did some uh amateur shit and i did like the i did like the typical like Oh, these these edibles aren't doing anything. And then three hours later, you took too many and you're like, they're doing everything. <laughs> I had that recently, but I was able my anchor the whole time was like, this is going to go away. We don't know when, but it's going away, dude. Don't worry. It's going to go away. I uh, I feel like everyone had that where you can relate to like, this is never going to end when you first start smoking different weed. And the first time you get some like really potent stuff. Yeah. Because um. it like fucks. It fucks with your perception of time. And so you start like you start forgetting like, oh, this will just this will just this will just go away. Because I remember I remember hearing and it was probably some like, what the fuck? I don't, I don't remember what the fuck it was. Probably some like bullshit dare thing about certain type of drugs where they just like fry your brain. And although I do think that can happen with like 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 if you do mushrooms too regularly and shit like that, I think that can definitely like fuck you in a way that you can't unfuck and um that's acid more because mushrooms is just food poisoning to be technical okay yeah so that's why i can't do it because of my kidney transplant because you're just giving yourself food poisoning after effects oh really like so if you do mushrooms it'll like really fuck you up yeah i'm not supposed to eat a bad sandwich or sushi that's mishandled oh okay undercooked eggs like that little thing that's on the bottom of menus it's like undercooked eggs Did you ever see that thing that's like on the bottom of a page yeah yeah they always have like a little asterisk to be like eat at your own risk yeah so that's me i'm the one eating at my own risk oh okay yeah so so i can't fuck with mushrooms now acid is the one that actually eats little pinholes in your brain like makes your brain bleed and that's why you trip is your brain's actually bleeding a little bit seriously Mm -hmm. that's crazy it's like making little holes in there like boring away little holes at it like swiss cheese sort of Uh, mdma and stuff too I think I just watched the thing last night where they were like, that's the holes when it comes to ecstasy. Didn't they make up the holes in the brain on that? It can. It, no, my friend had it. My one friend was like a, her boyfriend was a club DJ back. And then she went and got like a scan of her brain. And they were like, you have the brain of an 80 year old man right now. Um, did he did too much ecstasy. Yeah. Like a ton, like a lot, like every night for months. Oh, months okay. Months. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, uh, like you were saying, like, if you do it all the time. Okay, yeah, because I think I think with most of that shit and like like even weed, weed's not gonna like fucking put holes in your brain or whatever. But you'll it just dis- it disrupts your memory cells. I did my senior project on t on oh really marijuana. yeah it disrupts your short term memory cells. It just kind of like b- bounces them around. That's why you forget things. But those kind like aren't as important as the long term memory, which it does not affect. Oh okay, yeah, because I know I'm actually kind of interested in in uh 
learn more about like what weed does to you because I think now that it's become legal people are able to like test it more and shit and Mm -hmm. they're starting to realize they're like it's not as much medicine as we thought (laughs) well it's more so that it will treat your anxiety and stuff and like treat your pain and it actually helps with autism it helps with uh seizures which is a big one it helps cancer patients eat obviously because it gives you an appetite so it does help but you're still risking smoking something which is why the medical i found out recently is you're not supposed to light it on fire you're not supposed to burn it you're supposed to put it in one of those electronic vape things like Nate has one. He, he was Yeah. Saying, All right. And that, so you're supposed to use it like that or in the vape oils or the concentrates and stuff. So but that's way better for you. It's not way better for you. They're going to figure out in 50 years when we're all old, we're all the test subjects. That's another conspiracy theory. <laughs> Just, you know what I mean? They don't know. There's not long term enough testing. It's not their fault. They don't know, but they don't yeah. know. And they're just like, hey, here, use these vapes or whatever, because it's it's better like they you'll still get emphysema from smoking weed just like you will from cigarettes if you smoke every day your whole life you know from the time you're a teenager until you're whatever age you're gonna get some kind of emphysema or lung disease or something you know yeah just from the sheer fact of like lighting something and inhaling it right you're you're burning plant matter which is more tar and they're not it's not as dry as like even cigarettes i I read recently that weed is worse than cigarettes and it makes sense because cigarettes are very dried out cigarettes are bad because they put the additives in them yeah so it's like the chemicals that you're smoking in there with it. But weed is is natural and, and pure, so there's no additives necessarily besides pesticides, which we're not thinking about as weed smokers. Not like I don't smoke all the time. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But I'm acknowledging the risks where I cut down more than I definitely used to. I'm like, oh, no, I, I do the same thing just with fast food. Like, I know all the risks, but I still fucking chow <laughs> exactly. down all because you're like, well, no, I'm sorry. This is my coping mechanism. So yeah. you guys need to figure it out for Pick me. one. <laughs> Pick one for me to die from because that's what's happening. Now, um, yeah, it's 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 not like, you know, I'm I'm not trying to like, you know, make anybody stop smoking weed. Smoke them if you got them. 420. It's just passed. It's literally 425. Oh, um, <laughs> but uh Well, fucking every everything has a fucking uh cost benefit to it. Like literally everything. So and and you know what? You'll see those stories sometimes of the person, there's like a lady at my old office who like got diagnosed with like a little bit of cholesterol, which as you get older, cholesterol is not bad. You're supposed to have cholesterol to cushion your organs and stuff. So she was like freaking out, like I'm going to die, I'm going to get heart disease. And so she immediately, she's already like super like gets up at 5 a.m. and runs, you know, and like, yeah, she went so crazy as to where when she told me she would go out to restaurants, she would take her little own like oil and like lemon juice dressing with her. Oh, yeah. And like was just only eating like tofu and roasted root vegetables and the most like boring looking stuff she would bring for lunches. It seemed like hell. It seemed like hell. And she like managed to get her like number down a little bit. Like, Oh, after a year of doing this, I got my number. And I'm like, in my head, I went, that's not worth it to me. Yeah. To go that insane. Cause then those are the people you see runner dies of whatever, like someone just the healthiest person can still drop dead. Yeah. No, I, (laughs) you can't control the universe's outcome for you. Yeah, it's it's all no, that's a good point. That's a good point. And it's all it's like I said before, it's all just like you got to figure out the cost benefit analysis and you got to like like figure out what you want and what you can put up with like I'm a I'm big into food. I know like we joke about it. I or I was joking about it before like eating all the fast food and stuff, but at the same time I like to eat like I eat, to eat like good shit. So All right, wait. Tell me. We're about to bring it up. We're going to we're going to get to this part. Oh what's, yeah. What's something you would order that I would call weird or something you would get or a dipping sauce or something? What's your strange snack? Uh strange snack. Well, I think trying to think like what I would what I do that's actually strange. I know when I was now weird. I haven't what? 
weird. Something weird. Well, I know when I was a kid, I haven't done this as an adult, but when I was a kid, I would put ketchup on tuna fish, and I thought that ruled. That's fucking disgusting. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought that. <laughs> I thought that ruled. Ew. Um, I will do. I will, and I just did this the other day. I will do uh, ketchup on buttered noodles. That I love. That's pretty. That's pretty weird and gross. Yeah, I thought that was normal for the Wait. longest time, and a lot of a lot of people like look at me confused. That's like some kind of like really white person spaghetti, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's some like top tier honky shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's there's something in a movie where somebody's mom puts ketchup on the noodles. I think it's Brighton Beach Memoirs, which is just the most odd reference, but um. It's funny, too, because I think it is more for me. I think it's more white people shit because like I didn't like I grew up um, I grew up like not we didn't worry about money and shit. You know, what I mean, we weren't like fucking rich, rich or anything, but like we didn't worry about money. So that wasn't like, oh, we got to we got to stretch our dollar or anything. I was like, nah, catch up rules. I like noodles. Let's fucking <laughs> put them together. And well, also too, my parents had like my parents had um they didn't really have much skills in the kitchen. It wasn't until I got older and their doctors were like, you guys are not healthy. So then they, <laughs> then they started to like teach themselves how to cook and shit. So yeah, my parents didn't have any skills in the kitchen. So my, like my flavoring was like, let's put some ketchup on it. Let's so put funny. some ketchup on it. Yeah. That's well, that's the thing too. Like I'll, 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 I'll take the time. Like I remember the one day I took the time. I was making car uh, uh, ca carnitas. I was making carnitas. <laughs> I was trying to do it super authentic. I made them in lard. They came out real nice and all this shit. But also, I'll fucking order a bunch of McChickens and eat them with the biggest smile on my face. Like I do. I do both end. I'm both end of the spectrums of a fucking foodie. <laughs> like I, I could be a, I could be a trash pile foodie or I could be a fucking top level foodie. I, I, I agree with you, except like I'm not I've never really tried too much like what people would say, like above fine dining. Like, you know what I mean? Like um, I've had fine dining, but like there's like that other tier where they make the stuff that's on like, you know, like little like small plates and stuff. And I mean, like yeah, I haven't hit there. Like we've definitely done some we've definitely done some like top tier shit. I remember me and the wife went out for brunch one time and like, you know, it wasn't because we bought a bunch of mimosas, but we left with like, like it was like a $200 bill. You know what I mean? Like we've definitely <laughs> spent some money eating some food, but I've never done that where you're like, Oh, this plate's $40. And here's a fucking, uh, a like barely a mouthful. I've never what? done that kind of shit. That's what I mean. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, um, I think the, uh, ketchup and the noodles thing started as a depression era food. I read. I, I would. Yeah. That would make sense. Um, you just ate what you had especially anything you could get from the government because my grandmom grew up in during the depression mm -hmm. and like had like 13 kids of course in her family on like a farm in the williamsport <laughs> and uh she was like yeah we got the government cheese and yeah. just like in the can and um hmm. then they grew she's like we ate what we ate if you grew onions you had onion sandwich onion and mayonnaise sandwiches yeah, I was watching. I was watching the thing. Onions, onions are always popular in depressions and war torn countries, because they're onions and potatoes. Because they're really easy uh, to grow. You just throw the dead ones out in the yard, and they kind of just like regenerate. Because I always grow green onions. If you buy one, secret pro tip for anybody who likes to cook. If you like to cook, you use green onions. You buy one and plant it at the beginning of summer in like a little bit of dirt. It will just grow green onions for you all summer. 
Mm. Yeah, yeah. From what I've heard, onions can grow mad easy. <laughs> and also, too, if you don't, because um, because no, I was watching this video where uh, Smash Burgers actually came from. That Smash Burgers were actually a depression food, oh. and because like you know back in the early 1900s spices and stuff were way more of a commodity and so to save money uh if you want to season something using onions is a really cheap way to do that so that's where smash burgers would come from you stretch the meat you throw some onions on there for flavor and to like beef it up a little bit and then yeah you got a you got a good burger there yeah i mean yeah that's it makes sense um i'm still i i don't know if i could eat the the catch that's gonna have to I'm gonna have to do the Patreon with you and do ketchup and try the ketchup buttered noodles. That's my uh that's gonna be my Patreon is I bring everybody on to try their weird foods that they bring up in their earlier episodes. Yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know what it is. It it just it hits for me and I thought that was normal for the longest <laughs> time. And anyone I've ever brought it up to is they're like, What the fuck are you saying? And I'm like, <laughs> is that weird? I I think yeah, I think it was just like we were joking before, um, you know, I grew up in a very, uh, very white household, yeah. <laughs> like in a, in a, uh, comic, you know, uh, like the jokes, what do they say? Like spicy water or whatever. Spice um, water. when they're talking about like Sprite, they're like, Oh, I, uh, I, I yeah, eat yeah, spicy yeah, yeah. stuff. I have spicy water and they yeah, shit like people. that. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely grew up in a household with a lack of cooking knowledge. So it was a lot of catch up on a lot of shit. <laughs> And then I was just like, yeah, like I was saying before, I like noodles. I like ketchup. Let's fucking put them together, and, baby. And ketchup's mostly high fructose corn syrup now. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I buy the one without it. Not to say I don't eat ketchup, but um, do you do ketchup on eggs? Is that a yeah. All right. I, sometimes I say that to people and they think I'm weird. Outside Philly area and Pennsylvania area, I don't think everybody does that. Yeah. The one, the one I get to... The one I, I'm always surprised about is there's much more controversy between like ketchup on a hot dog. And I always thought it was like, like, My, I don't like, I don't like mustard, but I'm not going to look at mustard on a hot dog is weird. I thought like, but there's some people that like, look at you confused, like ketchup. And I was like, I thought that was standard. Um, We grew up doing ketchup and mustard, like mm -hmm. both or just mustard. But yeah. as kids, I feel like ketchup and mustard. We And I'll still do that. I'll do ketchup, but not ketchup by itself. That's weird. You do ketchup by itself. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that's weird. I grew up really. I grew up really like not a lot of toppings, not a lot of just ketchup. <laughs> yeah, just a lot of like fucking <laughs> ketchup and cheese. <laughs> You're like your family is the one that invented aioli because it's really just mayonnaise mixed with something else and like water. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. aioli is the funniest fucking thing. It's, it's just, just like it's mayonnaise. Whatever. What, whatever it is, whatever it is, garlic aioli, whatever the fuck that means. They put garlic in mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's good. It, it's no, delicious. <laughs> it's delicious. They put, what they do is take like a little tiny bit of water and kind of like whisk it up to make it like thin, like yeah. a little like drizzly. I don't know why my eye is like leaking out of nowhere. It's like so dumb. <laughs> it's the onions. We're talking about onions and disgusting ketchup. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know which one it was. Um, I, uh, do you have any other weird? Also, wait, now, hold on. I had a question. When's the last time you ate that? Like two days ago. Yeah. And I will, but in minor now, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it, but I mainly did it because I was out of sauce and I really wanted to eat noodles, but I still enjoyed every second of it. Um, I'm gonna, I think that's why my eyes tearing up because I'm going to vomit. <laughs> is that really crazy? 
Because <laughs> <laughs> you went, because um, you went. I I wanted spaghetti. Hold on, I gotta stop for one second. What's wrong with? Sp- I'm real big in spaghetti right now. Wait, you're really? Oh, her eyes like really fucking up. I'm really big on spaghetti right now. It's like a big part of my life at this current moment. It's making me very happy <laughs> to eat spaghetti. Damn, Sonia got KO'd. But whatever's going on with her eye. Is this my podcast now? All right. Well, welcome. Welcome to Yo, That's Fucking Weird, Dude, with Andy Malafrina. Sonia. Yo, if Sonia comes back with an eye patch, that's going to trip me the fuck out. She definitely just... I, I, I fucking disgusted her into becoming a pirate. I thought you were going to come back with an eye patch. Yo, I was joking about getting an eye patch the other day because I fucking had a sty on my eye for the first time in a long time because I fell asleep with makeup for the first time in years, literal years. <laughs> and of course, I got like a fucking bump on my eyelid. So like I had to do like, I was like, should I get an eye patch if I have to get this thing lanced off of here? <laughs> but yeah, also, I... I'm having some kind of parasympathetic nervous reaction to you talking about <laughs> disgusting ketchup noodles. Yeah. I'm realizing actually I'm realizing as we're talking I don't I don't know if I have like I I guess that one's super fucking weird but I don't have many others because I realized we're very like everything we ate came out of a fucking uh like was frozen and in a box like it was a lot of frozen food we had a bunch of tv dinners around because my mom worked nights um so we ate a good amount of those but also my mom went to the culinary institute of america to for baking to be fair but she knew how to cook anything and I was taken care of a lot by my grandma when my mom worked when I was yeah. younger. So my grandma's just a good old school cook from the depression yeah. where you had to cook. You had to, all the girls had to know how to cook. Like, you know what I mean? They all, so I am actually, uh, always ate food, but that's funny. Cause when you were saying like how the doctors went to your parents, like, yeah, you're extremely unhealthy. It's like, yeah, you can't see TV dinners all the time. Yeah. Just cause they're yeah, there. There was no real, <laughs> there was in my household, there was no real, um, there was no real like thought overly about like eating healthy or just worrying about what you just ate food, you know. What I mean? And my parents, I think they defaulted. It was a mixture of multiple things of like just not really knowing. Now, don't get me wrong. My mom, my mom. Uh, I mean, it it could not be good, and I just thought it ruled back in the day. But my mom, my mom did homemade meatballs. That was kind of like the only thing they would do, like homemade meatballs or like a meatloaf or something like that. But that's not sure. hard to. That's not hard to crush. I uh, mean, you can actually you can fuck up meatballs and make them too dry or meatloaf. So props to her for getting those staples of American yeah, fare correct. She <laughs> would she would hand roll them and then like cook them in the sauce and stuff. So they would That's... usually come they would usually come out pretty good. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. No. My it was just like not having a not having a real extensive knowledge of food. And then both my parents worked and they got home at like fucking six every day. And then I'm home from school at like four. So they're just like, all right, let's just make something for these fucking kids right away. And, you know, there's a lot of incentive, you know, not knowing a lot about food and then just wanting to give your kids some shit right away. There was a lot of incentive to just lean towards the frozen meals and shit like that. So we did a lot of that for a long time. So I remember like, yeah, I, I, I think being so into food, a big part of it is just not having it when I was younger, not having very extensive, uh, like a very extensive flavor palette. And then you start eating good food and you're older and you're like, where the fuck was this shit? <laughs> this shit is the best. Yeah. Like, I know what you mean. Like we had a lot of like tuna helper or whatever hamburger helper and stuff when we were just because of being my oh. mom. My mom was like an extreme couponer before that was the thing. So we were just yeah. poor. 
So we were poor. So it was just like whatever she could get 10 boxes for a dollar 50 cents a piece, whatever the hell it was. Okay, we'll yeah. have a tuna helper and hamburger helper this week or next week, whatever. And like, yeah. But then sometimes we would have like normal cooked steak or something with vegetables, like whatever. It all depended on what we could get. But um, I think we had I, mad hamburger helper. I hamburger just remembered that. Yeah. One of my Lots other of him. one of my other working conspiracy theories is that um the the foods the with the additives like those kind of things like processed boxed foods that have a lot of preservatives and stuff that's all that gives us all the autism worse than it was before like it's hereditary but that just like contributes to it. I I mean I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> like did you hear the lady on I don't know if you heard the lady on Rogan where she's like microplastics are making like dudes taint smaller or something I, and then yeah I did hear some not I didn't see that one but I saw something about microplastics in one of my articles I have pinned I think for these episodes it was like yeah um, definitely like uh, affecting um the fertility or whatever for men well, have you have you checked out anything about like seed oils uh, like like I I've, just. I just learned how they do like seed oils. And then you start to realize like, like the process for a lot of these things, you know, and I, I, I don't know. Like, I think the verdict's still out on it. I'm no fucking expert, but you just, with any of this shit, you see the process of it and you're like, oh yeah, I could see something seeping in. Give me a little bit of autism. <laughs> you know what I'm like? I, I'm not, it's not, it's exactly. not crazy. It's not yeah. crazy that that would happen. Yeah, I've never looked into the process of seed oils, but then I'll see every once in a while, you'll see that it's like you're not supposed to, like then they're suddenly bad for you. Um, like Yeah, I think the thing I think the thing right now is seed oils are bad. But that's yeah. just kind of I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why. why. I, I didn't look into it. I didn't look into it enough. I'll have to look into it for one of these now, I guess. It's like because well, every every year, every year there's a new thing where you're yeah. like, oh, this thing you've been consuming your entire life it's actually the worst thing in the world for you there's like a new thing and the the thing i think coming up like people are kind of talking about it but i think the thing coming up is seed oils that's the big one right now um where we're gonna find out they're like oh yeah that's why everyone's fucking balls suck or something like that <laughs> it's like I, I know a lot of guys that think that they're unable to have children and they might be right <laughs> like one of one of my other articles I saw was you eat a micro uh, credit cards worth of microplastic a week. That's a lot. Because <laughs> I'm lot. thinking about like when you think about it in a 3D printer way, like yeah. Well, I have a I literally have one of my credit cards sitting right there, <laughs> and I'm like, that's a lot to fucking just throw down. <laughs> just like in your digestive tract, like going through there and like poking around and doing stuff. Yeah, man. It's like God, fucking damn it. No wonder we all have weird like cysts and who knows whatever else inside of you growing. It's like your body capsulates it, tries to like have it off out of the way because it's not supposed to be there. It can't recognize it. I will say this, though. The silver lining of all this is like I'm a real like I like to take personal responsibility for my fuck ups and all this other shit. And like, you know, like, uh, you know, it's it's like you're fat because of you and da -da. but then you start to like sit back and you go. All right, maybe not everything's my fault. <laughs> maybe I can maybe I can give myself a little bit of a break because when you find out, you know, when you find out, would you just say a fucking credit card's worth of credit microplastics? Card. Credit yeah, card. Yeah, when you find that out, you're like, you know what? Life's way more of an uphill battle than I realized. <laughs> it's not all you goofing up. It's there's a lot of walls getting in the way that you gotta fucking climb. <laughs> yeah and it's like it's just only gonna get worse and like i've always had kidney disease i got diagnosed at 19 i knew i would need a transplant okay so, 
I've been drinking bottled water for 20 years and they only came out with BPA free however long ago. I probably eat a fucking wallet's worth of credit cards a week or something compared to the average person. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Just from the water alone. And then, although I, I have, I've always been a weird anti-microwave person. Do you use the microwave? Uh, not a lot. Okay. I try to, I try to like, well, actually, just from a just from an enjoyment standpoint, generally speaking, the microwave makes things like kind of softer and watery. Yeah. And just I try to make shit in a pan as much as humanly possible. Yeah. But some sometimes you're just fucking lazy or you don't have the time. But uh, yeah, no, I don't I don't do the microwave a shitload. Okay. It's a it's not a, a no reason other than I I for the longest time, probably the same length of time since I found out when I found out I had kidney disease, I was like, okay, I need to eliminate toxins. And I read this book about weird environmental toxins and things like MSG that your body can't recognize. And it like just does causes weird things just because your body, it causes like immune disruptors. Yeah. And, uh, soy is like a huge one, estrogen disruptor and like all kinds of weird, like the things your body naturally notices that you're supposed to eat. Cause think about you're supposed to just eat soybeans if you're going to eat them like edamame, you know, <clears throat> supposed to grind them up and turn them into some weird paste and that turns into a fake meat substitute um but it's gross um and i'm i'm it makes me feel sick when i eat it so i don't i don't eat a lot of tofu but uh no i feel you that stuff i definitely am i am definitely skeptical of the fucking some of some of that like plant-based stuff uh, here's the thing people don't think about and you probably never thought about either it tastes good it tastes all right some of it but it's still that's gonna that's a new processed food yeah i read the ingredients on everything because i have to make sure there's not stuff in there that i can't have like because those some of those use pomegranate juice to color them like some of the beyond products to make them red and i can't have pomegranates one of the few interactions with our transplant medicines i can't have pomegranate and grapefruit so, oh, so I stand there and read, and I read labels anyway for sodium content and other shit. Cause I've always been health conscious only cause I have a disease, not cause I'm worried about being like overweight. That yeah. was never a thing in our family. It was more like, Oh, I have to look at salt, but like, um, yeah, just reading like the, those soy, you know, pro, uh, whatever, like, uh, expeller pressed pea protein. And like, we're like, that's like the first ingredient, in a lot of those. And you're like, Oh, okay. That's, it's just like McDonald's, but vegan. <laughs> yeah like the fact that they have the one at bk that proves to you it's just a processed fast food and like young well, vegans are like oh i can be vegan but it's like that's not good for you yeah i remember the one the one red flag because i was like i was really curious about like the like what, what the deal was with the impossible burger or i think it was it was either impossible or beyond yeah and they were showing the whole process and then i'm like Damn, there's really uh there's really a lot of steps to this thing that the uh, the the normal one is literally just like kill the cow and grind it up. Yeah. <laughs> and then they get to one point where they go and this is like this was like a fluff piece from the news like for the company. It was like a fluff piece. And the dude goes, "Is this health is this healthier than a regular burger?" And they go, "It's better for the earth." And I was like, "Oh wait, you can't even they fucking can't say, say it. You can't even say it's healthier?" So that was a big red flag for me. Mm-hmm. And then you start doing, and then the the rule of thumb, the rule of thumb I've heard a lot of times is just because there's so many fucking 
there's so many fucking um this is good but also a little bit of it or this is bad but a little bit of it can be good and like there's so many different fucking uh facts and rules about all this shit the like general rule of thumb i've heard is just less ingredients the better yeah. and then i started to realize i was like those impossible burgers have a million fucking ingredients and they're also doing lab tests to fucking make it look like it bleeds it's i don't know it's it's it, i don't no. i don't like it you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And I think like as someone who like only ate mostly vegan for health reasons, not because like you said, like killing a cow, whatever, not moral reasons, not ethical implications. Over farming is an ethical implication now. But for me, like a guy grew a guy was on a farm and he had a cow <clears throat> and it got, old, you know, and he was like, OK, we need to eat this winter and we don't have anything else. We're going to eat the cow yeah. kids. That's ethical. That's not immoral to take an animal out that God, yeah. you know, or whoever you believe the universe, the earth, even if you just say earth gave us cows, if you don't believe in God and you want to say, okay, earth gave us cows and we're this, we're the sentient beings here. We get yeah. to decide like, okay, I feed my family and, or we all starve if we kill this cow or not, that's fine. Hunting for food is fine with me. And it's definitely yeah. safer. It's one ingredient. It's beef. Yeah. It's to make a beef that's then got as many ingredients as some of those fucking hamburger helpers and shit that you pick up and look at the side of the box. And there's 15, 16, 20 ingredients in there. And then I look at like the salt, there's added salt in all the Beyond Burgers for someone like mm -hmm. me. Beef doesn't have salt. I can use spices instead of putting in salt because that's not good for me. So not really good for anybody. And it just becomes this like weird science fiction thing. And then what do you think about lab grown meat? I don't know. That's the new <laughs> thing. That's the new thing. Do you know about it? They're trying uh, to do Oh, I know they do that with fish. I know there's like lab, there's like they're, lab grown fish, but so that makes sense. They would do it with meat. Well, they're like more like, like farmed. Sure. Yeah. Like, than anything. But the lab grown meat is like, they take like uh 3d printer cells that are like in a certain shape and ha have the, it's how they're trying to make organs for people too. Like they want to make transplantable kidneys and hearts and stuff, but like the cells have to be able to stretch and do the things they normally do inside of bodies, outside of bodies and like join together and like they're so they're trying to like make right now beef like a lab grown beef mm -hmm. where they take the cells from the animal and have it replicate on like a form of sorts and grow okay and like That's reproduce i know in like a controlled environment of some sort some kind of hyperbaric chamber or who knows what i don't know yeah, i don't know it's it's hard to tell like because with all any of that shit it could go really good or it could go really wrong like like with um like with like uh, uh um like MIT, you always see them every year. Their robots get to do fucking cooler and cooler shit. And you could look at that and, you know, you, like I saw some video of this like robot running around and, you know, jumping over stuff. And you're like, oh, yeah, you know, some some soldier who got his legs blown off in battle. Now he could have actual like working legs. And you're like, or the, the police could get those and we could have robots uh, <laughs> policing the streets and shit in a very... uh scary uh uh dystopian way you know there's good and bad for everything yeah. <laughs> um, but yo sonia this has been fucking great i actually yeah. have to bounce because That's i have fine. to go i have to go to a concert in asbury park and dance with uh all the other children of the age appropriate fans that, what, what, what concert do you want you i'm going us? to see this hardcore band called counterparts and okay. i need to i need to go hardcore dance and sprain my ankle Hell yeah. You should uh, definitely sprain as many body parts as possible and then eat fast food after to heal it. That's 1, my personal 000, recommendation. 1000%. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to use a fucking McFlurry to cool down my uh, sprain. Yes. Where can my, <laughs> where can we find you? 
Uh, check me out. The main place, check out Panties in the Mouth. It's the podcast I do with Lamar Lee and Nate Marshall. Panties in the Mouth. It's a very good podcast. We got a Patreon. You get in there for $1. Patreon.com slash PITM. And also uh, twitch.tv slash Andy Malafrina. Search Andy Malafrina on social media. I have other podcasts. Uh, go check those out. I'll post about them. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much.